Blog Talk Radio. Of us in there, do we realize how much buying power that we have? 
What do you think about that? Well, I'll, I'll jump in first. I'll say no, I don't think we do. Mm. I think so many times we tend to individualize the things that we do, and we think, okay, it's just my $20. I'm about to blow up in this joint. But you don't look at, like you said, there's like 10, 15 other black folks in there. And if mm-hmm. you look at, it's, it's 10 of us, all of us about to drop $20 up in this place yep. just in the next 15 minutes. Right. And then there'll be another group coming in to do the same thing. If we could just... An hour later. Yeah, not even an hour later. 10 yeah. minutes behind them, if that. If we could just grasp the concept of if we could pool our money and come up with some idea that we could do together and... And I'm not saying it's a problem supporting small business, but where are the black-owned small businesses? You know, can we support those? And if you don't have one in your neighborhood, maybe it's time to build one. But it's going to take the collective, you know, collective dollars in order to do it. So to go back to your original question, I don't think we do realize the power of our dollars because so much of black dollars come into black hands and then go out of the black neighborhood. It doesn't recycle because we don't have, you know, some areas do have black-owned businesses, but in the areas where there aren't and all the little places where you might go that are convenient are not owned by black-owned, by black by black uh, business owners. So that money goes into their community, whether they be Armenian, Asian, African, whatever they may be. So that when you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But we do it all the time, all day, every day. That's my take. <laughs> all right. Seems illogical, but that's what we do. Um, what, what do you say, Kevin? My, my opinion, I think we need to... In you did mention what invest into black businesses and also we need to be given a chance to have a business because it seems like the people that come from other countries, they have a better chance than we do. And that's so unfair. And I think that's why another reason why there's not a lot of black businesses. Um, you see so many, you know, other uh, entities, other, other foreign people coming over here and, 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 creating a business or having a business, they are allowed to have a chance. And I'm not understanding that because we live right here. And if, you know, somebody black coming into the bank or this, that, we, we, we don't get a chance. And I think that is so unfair. And I think that's another reason why there's not a lot, not a lot of black businesses left. They're kind of dwindling down or dwindling out. Mm-hmm. So, just give us a chance. I think the black power or the black dollar, as Papa Didi said, would, would would generate even better. You know, maybe we need to to create some type of coalition and say, look, um, or a quota. If you're in a certain area and it's predominantly black, give us a chance. At least have so many per quota, so so many per um, what mile radius of black businesses. So you know. And then the banks need to listen as well. Give us a chance, you know. So that's my take. Well, I I agree with all of that, but but do you think that 
that black people realize the power of their dollars? I think we don't because we are, I don't think the the word afraid is the word. It's just, um, I don't know. Uh, I can't put my finger on it, but maybe we don't. We just don't. Okay. All right. What what do you say, Papa Didi? But you know what, uh, Kettle, like you said, you know, and the way you answered that question on the first level first, which is very true, because when you're not given a break, you know, we all, we often get, we, we, they tell us to go sit on the egg, you know, and wait for it to hatch. And like mm-hmm. I said initially, sometimes we walk in a business, even a car dealership, you can go in a car dealership and, I mean, just say you was a regular common joker and you got a $5,000 check that you just saved your money. I'm going to go buy a car. I ain't really checked my credit in a while, you know, but I'm going to go. I got five grand. Now, the first thing that you do when you get into the dealership, you, you're going to get a, a dealer that, and, and we all know that when you walk up to a dealer, they got big old windows, right? So they can see everybody coming. So they think they read you from the door, but as black people, the first thing they read on us is the color of our skin. Because that's all they got to go on. And that reputation ain't too well. You know, when they read in our color of our skin, they already got their thing going on as far as our credit and whatever. And then the first thing you want to do, they are itching. They are so itching and scratching to run our credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing I think we should do also when we go to a car dealership, we should hold off as long as we can before our credit can get run. It's almost like you ask a police officer, am I under arrest? Well, no, you're not under arrest. Well, then why am I sitting here talking to you? I'm not under arrest. Yeah. You know, although as a black person, they'll be able to smack the shit out of you. But, <laughs> you know, but I think at a dealership, the first thing we should do is test drive, talk, find out about the dealership as well as the dealer, the person selling us stuff, how long they've been working there, what kind of experience they got. Because we could be working with a straight rookie that's going to pass it on to the veteran once they, you know, pat us down. So I think the last thing we should do is, is reveal our credit. Well, we're going to run your credit. I said, no, no, no. We ain't going to run our credit, my credit yet. Fuck all that. You know? I just got here. Let me see what you got, what kind of sales you got, and let me test drive something for a minute. You know, I think that's the aggressiveness we should come in as people. Because I'll tell you, the minute they run your credit, it's almost like somebody sticking a thermometer up your ass. Now they know what your temperature is. You know, they really know what your temperature is. And, and they're going to tell you they gonna, they what gonna, you can get. What you can get. To, I'm telling you what I want. Let me tell you something. The saying is this all the time. When somebody's going to get a car, is are you going to buy a car or is somebody going to sell you a car? That's what happens on a Saturday morning. When you leave out that front door to go buy that car, when you're going to buy a car, that means you're going to buy something that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you sell if if they're going to sell you a car... They're going to hit your credit, belittle the hell out of you, and say, well, you know, that check your FICA score. You're only at 610. So I think you may need to go over to the used car lot, and we can probably blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And now here you go saying, damn, I want a fucking new car. Hmm. So, like I said, I think, but in answer to the questions initially, I don't think, no, we, we don't know our buying power at all because, 
as an example, I was in a store that sold, you know, steaks and chicken and whatever and all that jazz. And there had to be at least 15 black folks in there, hmm. all waiting, stickers everywhere. They run and stuff. They got your money already. You know, you mm-hmm. you, they, you pay when you order. Now oh, you're waiting okay. for everything to be ordered. Then when it comes out, they're getting orders wrong. Two guys went up and lift the subject. No, I, no, I wanted such up with this. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's because they're making so much money so fast that the people in the kitchen ain't keeping up with the people in the front. And everything is just, and we sit up there as black people with our patience and our loyalty, and we sit up there and we deal with it. But we don't realize we've been in the store, this corner store, for 45 minutes trying to get a cheesesteak, six chicken wings, and a goddamn and whatever. Order of fries. An order of fries. <laughs> we've been there 35, 40 minutes. Somebody who does not speak English is their first language. And then the price to buy it is like twenty-six dollars. Mm-hmm. If we got some company at the house, right? Twenty-six, twenty-eight dollars. We get maybe two dozen wings and and some shit for company at the house. We walk, we hand them jokers forty dollars easy, and they drop ten dollars worth of chicken in the fucking grease in the grease. Mm-hmm. So we, I don't know. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. And we definitely need to pull together to figure out what it is we got going on because, boy, I tell you. I think Kettle had the right idea. If we can get these banks to work with folks. Yeah. There's a lot of chefs and cooks and folks that are trying to do restaurants, food trucks, all kinds of things. But if you need funding and then you go in there with your application and all your paperwork and then they come up with all of these little tricks, and say, oh, well, you know what? Your application wasn't right. Oh, you needed to do this. Oh, you got to take a class before you can apply for that. You know, they got all of these, all this trickery going on, and it discourages people. And after a while, sometimes people just say, you know what, forget it, because that's what they want us to do. They want us to say, forget it. I give up. But don't give up, people. Stay strong. Push through and get whatever it is you're trying to get. If they change the rules of the game, figure out the new rules and and beat them at their own game. All right. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to make a couple of comments. I mean, let me just say this, and you understand what I'm saying. God works in mysterious ways because my personal life, I'm going through a few things, what we just touched on um, as far as car dealership. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'll tell you about that probably later or next episode. And then to just today, went into a restaurant. And, sure, they were busy. Friday, typical Friday. Um, it's, it's, it's a big popular fish place. And waiting for almost 45 minutes. And it's like, wow. okay, everybody has been coming through here. Everybody's leaving, getting their food. But... I'm just being quiet. I'm being patient. But I think, you know, like you said, Bob, I think you got to make some noise sometimes. I mean, the person that I was with, they made the noise. I didn't, but sometimes you have to, you do have to make some noise to get where you got to get, just like you said, um, red wine as well, you know, these banks. So, um, you know, they, they should respect our buying power, and we have to, like you said, uh, uh, Papa, um, know the game, know who we're dealing with, and um, more or less fight fire with fire. Go in there and say, look, this is what I can afford. 
my credit may not be the best, but I got X, Y, Z. What you, what can you do for mm-hmm. me? I want that vehicle. I need to leave with that vehicle. And that's how, that's how we should go in there. Yeah. I'm not settling mm-hmm. for anything else. So just tell yeah. me right now, cut to the chase. If you're not going to be able to give me what I came here to get, then mm-hmm. let me go now, and I'll go elsewhere. But don't waste yeah, half I'm of my day bull jiving me. There you go. Yeah. So, and, and then I think that way people will respect our buying power after a while, like, you know. Um, I, and, and one more note. Um, I have to say Ms. Hughes, Kathy Hughes, um, she does announce on her radio station, I think Tuesdays and Fridays, um, black businesses every week, three different black businesses um, that are in the area that uh, people can support. So, you know, when you're listening to the radio, just listen out for those black, black businesses and, and help support them. So, All right, that's, that's cool. my take. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the rundown so we can get into the in focus. Uh, you ready for the rundown, Cattle? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Fire it up. All right. Our in focus tonight, we have House Passes Anti-Lynching Bill. Also, um, my in focus, inmates leaving gangs, stripping tats for jobs and better lives. Also, um, what the Washington commanders don't do for the neighborhood. Also, our cocktail of the week. It's a pretty good one. Um, what's popping with Papa Dee Dee? We're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Um, doctors discover tooth growth in man's nose. Nasty. Um, also, Florida man arrested after stealing a crossbow. And depressed um, parrot that stops talking finds his voice. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, why do we have to um, fight so hard for justice? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got some interesting stories tonight. The kids are live and the last words. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You're listening to The Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio, WPJP. Call us on 914-803. 4306. And press 1 to be in the queue so we'll know you have something to say. We'll be right back. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, you can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-3306, or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. Welcome back to the John Pony. I'm one of your Papa I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to get in focus. Uh, I'm going to kick it off and talk about the House is passing, has passed, 
a bill making lynching a federal hate crime. Now, it's amazing to me that in this day and time, this is even still a discussion. But on this past Monday, the House, and I'm talking about the House of Representatives, overwhelmingly approved legislation that would make lynching a federal hate crime. And this is two years after similar uh, legislation was passed by the chamber, but it had gotten held up by your boy with the curly hair, Jerry Curl, Senator Rand Paul. So this would have happened two years ago, but Rand Paul had a problem with it, and that held it up before. So now uh, House Resolution 55, which is called the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, was introduced by Representative Bobby Rush, my man Bobby Rush out of Illinois. And this would amend the U.S. Code to designate lynching as a hate crime punishable by up to 30 years in prison up to 30 years. So, of course, historically, more than 4,000 people, mostly black folks, were reported lynched in the United States between 1882 and 1968 in all but a handful of states, predominantly, if not all, southern states. Uh, 99% of the perpetrators escaped state or local punishment according to what Bobby Rush's office reported. So folks were just getting away with it. And that's that's pathetic, that people could just lynch somebody, a black person in America, and just walk away from it like no big deal. So on this past Monday, the vote in the House of Representatives was 422 to 3. There were actually three dimwits who voted against the anti-lynching bill, and it, it, it blows my mind. And here's another interesting thing. This anti-lynching bill trying to make it a federal hate crime, this thing has failed 200 times, goes way back to the 1800s. So it's taken 104 years to make this happen. Can you believe that? Since the time, I guess, when lynching became a thing, up until now, 200 failed attempts, 104 years, finally got it done. So here's the three numbnuts who voted no. These are, of course, Republican Representatives Andrew Clyde from Georgia, Southern State, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, another Southern State, and Chip Roy from Texas, another Southern State. Why do these Southern Republicans have such a problem making lynching a federal hate crime? I'm like, what, you got family members that are involved? What? What what are you? I don't know. Anyway, um, in a statement Monday night, um, Representative um, uh, Bobby Rush said that modern-day lynchings like the murder of Ahmaud Arbery make it abundantly clear that racist hatred and terror are fueled, um, have fueled the lynching of um, Emmett Till that is still prevalent in America to this day. And that's why they were pushing, you know, trying to get this done. So uh, Nancy Pelosi, who's the House Speaker, and she's from California, Democrat, she's calling on the Senate to take immediate action, send this thing to the president's desk so that President Biden can go ahead and sign it and put this into law. Because right now it's just the House has approved it, and now it's got to go 
I mean, the Senate had already approved it, so now it's got to go to the president's desk. So hopefully they'll go ahead and do that and get it done. So I'm sure everybody remembers uh, the history of Emmett Till. He was 14 years old, a, a black young man who was brutally tortured and murdered in Mississippi all over a white woman who claimed that he, I don't know, did she claim, he? she claimed that he, what, touched her, raped her, or something along that line, and it was mm-hmm. all a lie. So way after the fact, after he was dead and gone, she finally confessed that it was all a lie. But anyway, that's who the bill is named for. So, you know, like I said, Rand Paul, back in 2020, had objected to it when it came up then because he said that he felt that it might conflate lesser crimes with lynching. So I guess he figured that somehow if you had a lynching, anti-lynching bill and somebody got into a scuffle or a fight, that somehow it might fall into that category. I'm like, really? That's like if somebody punches you in the face and you claim they murdered you. It's two different things. How is a lynching, it could be, how can that be confused with something less heinous? But I think he just didn't understand what it actually is. He understands exactly. He's saying if somebody ends up with a crime and he ends up hanging from the tree because they wanted to teach the person a lesson, then that's okay. Whatever, Whatever, whatever the hell he's thinking, you know. But he's just please. Well, he was saying that an altercation that could end up in what he called a minor bruising could end up falling into the category. A bruising where around the neck, hanging from know. a tree. I don't know. He didn't specify. He just said in quotes a minor bruising. Yeah, but 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 I'm saying, but this is lynching means to be hung. So what what are you downplaying? See, they don't get what I'm the way I'm saying it. The way I'm talking. The way I'm talking right now. Politicians don't get rebuttal like I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. They say something stupid, and it just it don't even get commented on. So therefore, you can just talk stupid all day. You know, I mean, the girl. Um, and his stupidity in 2020 blocked the bill. Well, you know, nobody know me, well, nobody challenged it. Conscientious stupidity. What, He's conscious. What if what if Forrest Gump say stupid is stupid does or something? Then yeah, that's Gump, what he, he said. said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but, but, but now but, he's on board. Mm-hmm. But in 2020, mm-hmm. he was talking all this old stupid stuff. So anyway, yeah. So that's what's happening. So now it's just a matter of them sending it to the president's desk to get the signature. You know, the official presidential signature. Well, that's because it's an election year now, and everybody's trying to, you know, yeah, secure a job. Because right right. the only way you become anything is to be elected. And that's what people don't understand. That's on the same level like we were saying about about black people not knowing their buying power. People don't realize that these politicians are only sitting in that chair because somebody voted for them. It's not because they're a nice person that got money or they got pull, got clout, got good credit. No, they were brought in there from an election. Right. That's why they're trying to change it up so they can have a job for life. What else are they going to do? Where else is Rand Paul going to go? Work for Burger King? What are you gonna be? He gonna be an Uber driver or something? They ain't got no other. They ain't got no other careers to go to. It's, so, it's yeah. But but let me let me read the definition of lynching: an act of terror meant to spread fear among blacks. 
serve the broad social purpose of maintaining white supremacy in the economic, social, and political sphere. That speaks for itself. So those yeah, people that's clear to me. Right. Those yeah, why would you put know, them? They, right. They're just trying to stay into that, quote, unquote, white supremacy, um, you know, sphere. They want that to stay. They don't want us to do shit. <laughs> Excuse my language, but they don't want us to exactly. do that. They want us to stay where they where they put us, where they say they put us. But guess what? We are overcoming and we are rising higher than uh, all y'all white folks. So y'all, y'all, y'all better get a grip. <laughs> yeah, and they're so, still pissed off about that. Oh, they're, they're I, I saw I saw this uh, video clip this week with this. Uh, person, this white person down in uh, Georgia, Atlanta, actually, pissed off about, you know, that area in, in Atlanta called Buckhead? Yeah. This mm-hmm. person was at the gas station ranting and raving like an idiot talking about, this is why we need to take back Buckhead. <laughs> take back? This is what the white person said. This is why we need to take back Buckhead. So the black person who was recording this said, oh, you mad because my car looks better than yours? You mad because I got more money than you? <laughs> this, this, this white guy was pissed, talking about this is why we need to take back Buckhead. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. So where was this Buckhead, Will? This was Buckhead in, um, right outside of Atlanta, one of the suburbs of Atlanta where the folk with the money are. And it's oh, a lot of black okay. folks with money in Buckhead now. They can't take it. They can't yeah. take it. So this You're person not supposed to be on the same level a, as they are. Yeah, this person was having a little jealousy attack, and the brother recording it said, "Oh, you mad because my car is nicer than yours? You mad because I got more money than you?" Mm-mm. Wow, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. They 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 out can't figure trouble. out. They can't figure out why we have certain things because we work hard for them. That's why. Exactly. Uh huh. So, but they yeah, act like we're I'm not supposed to out. have anything. You no, know, they don't want us to have anything. They want us to stay at the bottom, the bottom of their damn shoe. I see. Uh, that uh, city is seventy-seven percent white. And only eleven percent black. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Bucky yeah, is not right. even outside of Atlanta. It's right there in Atlanta. It's just it's really like a, a neighborhood. It's a Atlanta. neighborhood where all your hotels and movies and all that stuff is. And little, little, probably a little upscale, but they got your Holiday Inn Expresses and all that. I went to a wedding there at a Holiday Inn Express, and uh, it's you know it's right there. Well, apparently this person was pissed Talk yeah, well, about this. Why we need to take it back? Take, but well, how, first of all, how old is he, and what does he really know? You know what I mean? When you say we need to take it I don't back, know. you got to be. Not much. You should be at least eighty years old oh, if no, you're talking about take, near 80. That's what I'm saying. But when you need to be that age if you're talking about because black folks been down in Atlanta forever. Exactly. So what the hell are you talking about? And they've been living in Buckhead for more than a minute. The one who would live there, been there for a while. Let me tell you something. Dominique anyway. Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Dominique Wilkins is the basketball player for Atlanta Hawks back in the day. Okay? That brother been rolling in Atlanta for years. Yeah. Look at Deion Sanders. Rolling in Atlanta for years. Mm-hmm. Them boys had money as sports players in Atlanta for years. So 
Oh, well. That boy yeah. don't know what the hell he's yeah. talking about. Yeah, they, they'll get over it. They'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be all right eventually. All right, I'm going to move on. Uh, let's see. What's your in focus, Kim? Um, pretty interesting. Do you guys take on it? Um, kind of caught my eye. Um, inmates are leaving the gangs, tripping taps for jobs and better lives. Um, it has something to do with uh, them trying to lead a better life and also the economy. This is in um, Wheaton, Illinois. Um, this guy, what's his name? Eric. He um, is in this prison, and he was um, it was a Latin kingpin. Um, he went in jail when he was like 12 or 13. Now he's 36. And so it's just, it's a new program. Um, it says Latin King Enforcers trying to leave uh, the prison. He is seeking to scrub his past by racing his gang tattoos to a new gang uh, sensation and jobs program. He and 11 other inmates signed up for um, at the Chicago area jail. Um, there's over two days in the first 12 inmates enrolled in the largely privately funded program. Uh, it's at the DuPage County Jail to their cell block. For their safety, they're isolated from 500 other inmates. Um, I guess because they're taking their tattoos off and they're leaving the gang, they want to leave the gangs for good. So they want to go out in society and get real jobs. Um, like I said, also the economy has something to do with it because people are, are, are looking for uh, people to work, can't find any. Yeah, you're so right. I, I think that. So I think this is perfect, you know, what they want to do. But the only thing is, you know, you've been in a gang all your life in jail and everything. It's like, you know, you have people on the outside. They still might try to come get you. You know, that's that's the crazy part. That's the conflicting part to me. Yeah. But, um you know, I hate to say it. You know, when people try to do better, people are still gonna try to continue to bring you down, and that's not that's not fair. So, because they were saying because the COVID um, has driven um, labor shortages, so you know, businesses are saying, "Hey, we want them. It doesn't matter." But the mm-hmm. tattoos, I think them taking the tattoos off and stuff, that helps them as far as emotional wise. Like I'm getting away from this life, and I'm leading a new life. So I think it's a pretty yeah. good program. So. It seems like a good idea. But I wonder how hard is it for them to adjust once they get out. You know, for him to have been yeah. in jail from such a young age. That's true. And then mm-hmm. once you finally get out, you know, that's got to be like a major adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way the world is yeah. today. That's true, yeah. How how do you adjust? Hopefully there's a transitional program in between. Even though this program helps get the, get the tattoos off and they help try to, you know, uh, search jobs for them, um, like you said, there is an adjustment period there as far as mentally. So. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, mentally, yeah. emotionally, you know, socially, the whole thing. Sure. That, that's yeah. a major adjustment when you're used to having somebody dictate to you what you can and cannot do every hour of the day, and now you're mm-hmm. on your own and you got to figure it out for yourself for the first time. 
Right. That's, yeah, that's, and then that's been, a major adjustment. You said he was in like, jail from, from 13 or 12? 13, yeah. And he's 36 now. Yeah. And he was, so, uh, you know, kingpin, um, you know, all these tattoos and everything on him, and his mentality was just that, you know. So now you're getting out, getting a job, shoot. Somebody might step on your foot by accident. You might be ready to stab him. You know, you, you just don't know. So, right. yeah, they are going to have to go through a transitional period. Yeah. yeah. You got to learn how to deal with conflict resolution. You know, if somebody yeah. bumps into you, standing in line somewhere, you can't just be ready to, you know, wipe somebody off the map. That's all. You got to be able to, you know, be able to chill. But all of those yeah. are learned, learned behavior. Yeah, that's true. Because he's only been around, he's just been in jail. He's been around, you know, his gang members, you know. So mm-hmm. I guess he's going to get said, a new, uh, new game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said this was in Chicago? Correct. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting because mm-hmm. Chicago jails usually are never doing anything positive. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, a good thing. What do you think, Papa? What's your take on it? A good thing. Because you know, there's crazy people out here in the street today. You know that even so-called sane people, they got some crap with them. So what's the difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, jail used to be a place that people went to. Nowadays, man, we. We live in hell on earth anymore today with different people. The crimes we hear mm-hmm. about today are so heinous that it's hard to believe that that person was actually walking the street before they did that crime. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. I heard some stuff on the news today. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. But it's interesting. He, he, he um, uh, I'm a, I'll read a quote. What he said. He said, "Being a gang member in my neighborhood was better than being the president of the United States." He said. He said, "I wanted the cars, the women, the power, the respect." So uh, here again, you're leaving. You know, the gang in jail, but you're behind bars. You have, you do have that respect, and on the uh, in the neighborhood. But now, when you get out, you know, you've been kind of stripped of that. So. You know, do you have those things? Are you going to have a car? Are you going to have the women? Are you going to have the power to respect? So that's a big adjustment. That's interesting to see. Yeah. I would think you won't have any of that because whatever gangs you were associated with, if they still exist, you're not an active part of it, I would think. So you don't have any clout. You got no pull. Your name probably means nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, in, in in retrospective, like when he gets out, finds a job, um, you know, you're going to have a car there waiting for you. You're going to have a girlfriend or wife waiting for you. So then after that, then you have to gain the, the power, so to speak. The power will be the money to me, and the, the respect will be you living a productive life. So I'm just saying right. it's the same things that he, that he, he wants. But it, it's going to have to be gotten differently. You understand what I'm saying, Papa? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so he has to get yeah. all those things legitimately now. Right, so to speak. So, yeah, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. That is interesting. Well, I hope that program mm-hmm. works out and they get the funding continually that they need so that they can do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing I didn't, the only thing I didn't like about this is the people's names are out there now. So it was like, oh, okay, so you want to come clean. Like, say, for instance, you got gang members on the outside. Now they know, yeah. okay, you're trying to get clean, you're trying to get away. They don't want you to get away from them. They want to F your life up, okay, want to be the same yeah. as they So that's the only thing I didn't like about that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They probably should have used an um, anonymous name or something. You ain't going to tell them what you did before you went in and who's still after you. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Yeah, that's a good point. Mhm. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll come back with some more of In Focus on the Pajama Party Show. And if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call on uh, what's the number, Kel? Nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six. And press one. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One who's Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. We got one more in focus for you, and it's up to you, Papa DJ. What you got? Well, hmm, this is interesting and timely since the news networks are celebrating football every day. <laughs> I don't know why. You turn to ESPN or NFL Network, and all of them are talking about possibilities of what's not there, or what if, what if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Green Bay Packers, or who do you think will go there? What are we playing, a guessing game here? Don't you watch the sports networks to get some news of what's happening? Why are you telling me that what we think – Aaron Rodgers might do. Well, won't somebody ask him? And what, he, what is he doing? He's holding back the state road. Aaron Rodgers is not leaving Green Bay. Okay? Where the hell is he going to go? As honorary and belligerent as he is, how the hell is he going to settle somewhere? And he's a hillbilly, you know? He ain't no real L.A. guy. So ain't like he's going to roll up, run up there to SoFi Stadium or nothing like that. But... That was all a preempt on what I really want to talk about. 
And that's the Washington Commanders. Uh-oh. Mm, mm, mm. Man, what a, what a joke that is. What a soap opera that is. It's Kettle's people now. Okay, let me tell you something. You're talking about your people, Kettle. Uh-oh. That team, people. <laughs> that team has been dipping in the sauce for literally for a long time. And then you got RG3, who was going to do a tell-all book. He withdrawed mm. the book from coming out. What? Took a payout from them. Took a what? payout from the Washington Commanders to not put out his tell-all book. <laughs> and he went wow. and he went for it. I said, man, you know mm. what? You shot yourself just in your foot. Just as bad as you let the Washington Redskins mess up your knee. Okay? Mm. When that Mike Shanahan sends you out there in that playoff game and you wasn't really healed yet and they hit you in your leg and you fumbled that ball at a time when they were trying to win the playoff game and he just, the ball went right and he went left holding his leg because it wasn't healed. And his, and his career never was the same. And he was a first round draft choice, you know, Heisman Trophy winner, okay, big time, what number of possibilities for this brother, Mike Shanahan was the old coach on his way out, his son is the coach of the, of the San Francisco 49ers, now Kyle Shanahan, but at the time, Mike Shanahan was a has-been, and he knew that if he didn't win that season, the Redskins were going to get rid of him, which they did, but... RG3 messed up his knee, destroyed his career, and then he knew all about all the scandal stuff they talk about now. Cheerleaders and this one fucking that one and all kind of shit that was going on. And he had a tell-all book about it. But Snyder pulled him to the side at the last minute and said, man, if you put that book out now on top of everything going on now, you will destroy me. Okay? Now, RG3 should have said, I don't give a fuck. Maybe you need to be destroyed. You got plenty of money. They just showed him over there in Virginia, his $24 million house. Mm, I saw that Did house. you see that house over there in Virginia? Ridiculous. Unbelievably beautiful. $24 million. Mm, that's your boy. Mm. That's, that's your boy, Kettle. Mm, Snyder. Mm. <laughs> $24 million house. Okay? Must be nice. Must be nice. Now... Let's 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 round this off now. The question is this: the reason why I won't even call the Redskins. Did I say Redskins? Damn, I'm sorry. The reason why this team will never amount to nothing is because they have friends, but they don't have followers. Okay. Mm. Now, yes, is there a difference? Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, not friends. I meant to say fans. Forgive me. They have fans, but they don't have followers. And they're not doing anything to beef up the neighborhood. Okay? Now, when I came up to this area a few years ago, I came down this street. I was on 202 in a town called Landover, Maryland. And I'm learning my way around. You know, I'm just cruising around and all, bing, bang, boom. And I crossed a street called Bright Seed Road. I said, damn, what is that? 
And I look over to my left, and here's this big-ass stadium sitting in the middle of the block, just sitting there like a spaceship that landed. I said, damn, what is that? So I made a left-hand turn because you could turn left, no big deal. Wasn't no restrictions. Wasn't like they have it locked off or roped off like they got uh, Nats Park down in D.C., you know. But Nats Park is closed. You know, there's certain streets you can go down or can't go down because it's all closed and secure, you know. But I turned on Bright Sea Road, and I'm looking right at it. Hell, if I didn't put on brakes, I would have ran right into the damn stadium, right? Now they got a big circle that goes around it like, like a city hall. But all around the stadium is a ghost town. No sports bars. You know, the things usually go with a stadium. You go to Philadelphia, they got what's called the link. Next to the link, they got the Wells Fargo, where the 76ers play. And next to the Wells Fargo Center, they got Citizens Bank, where the Phillies play. And down there, they got all these nice restaurants, Chicky and Pete's, and all these places that support the Phillies, the Eagles, mm-hmm. and the 76ers. Look at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Now, the L.A. Chargers and the L.A. Rams share that. That's right there in Inglewood, you know, where before they built the Staples Center, that's where Magic Johnson and all them played back in the day, you know? And all that in Inglewood, it came along with the stadium. Now that stadium doesn't generate all kinds of stuff. Now, let's go over to Brooklyn, where they got what's called the Barclays Center. The Barclays Center, I remember, was a hole in the street. I used to hang up in Brooklyn back in the day. The Jets were supposed to buy it, but they reneged, and they stayed over there in, in the Meadowlands with the Giants, okay? So it was a hole in the street. So this Russian guy, no pun intended on the Russians today, but this guy, he brought the, the, the New York Nets, the basketball team, and changed the name to the Brooklyn Nets, and he brought the stadium with contributors like Jay-Z and everybody else, because they built the stadium right there in Jay-Z's neighborhood. The Barclays Center now is off the chain. they having all kinds of events there. Wow. Man, everything going on in there. You know, whether it be Beyonce, Jay-Z, rapping, this and that, Barclays Center is off the chain in Brooklyn. And everything around it, they done built Brooklyn up to the... But what I'm saying is that the Redskins have done nothing in Landover, Maryland. Nothing for miles. Come out on 202. Go right or left on 202. What do you see? Ghost Town. There was a little mall across the street. When I first moved to the area, there was a Sears over there. Just go over there get my car batteries, get my car fixed. They had nice tires, give me a nice deal on protection on your tires and everything. You know, Sears was the only damn store left over there. You go up to these big old white, brick cement combs. Oh, I can't go that way. Turn this way. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, here's Sears over there by itself. And there's tumbleweeds blowing by it, like in Montana. A big old, you know, tumbleweed blow. Because the mall shut down. Because the mall was shutting down. Then all of a sudden, Sears left. Now across the street, there's nothing. Down the street, there's nothing. All around the stadium, there's nothing. A big old parking lot that they don't even let the people use. The only people to use that parking lot is VIPs. When people go to the game, they're walking like slaves. You ever seen people walk into the game? 
And then you got people in the neighborhood holding up signs during game day saying, park here for $20. They let you park in their driveway for $20 to be able to conveniently walk to the stadium. And after the game is over, Capitol Heights area where the stadium is, the back of Capitol Heights, Landover, Maryland on one side, Capitol Heights on the other, is dead when they leave. There's no sports bars on Central Avenue. There's no nothing anywhere. Nothing. So far as I'm concerned, the Washington Commanders aren't connected to nothing. And they're not even in D.C. So why do you call yourself Washington anything? Because mm. you sure ain't doing nothing for Prince George County. Well. There's nothing in here. There's, there's not a sports bar nowhere near that says anything. There's a little uh, shopping center down the street from the stadium. That's a ghost town also. Right there off Bright Sea Road. Turn on Bright Sea Road, make a quick left. There's a shopping center. All the shops is empty. Ghost town. Why isn't nobody linking to the stadium to build sports bars to keep the area lively? Why? Because your boy, the owner, he lives in Virginia. The team practices in Virginia. All their offices... All their offices in Virginia. Everything they got to do with their life and their money and their futures in Virginia. So why the hell is that stadium in Prince George County? And now they're talking about moving them to Virginia. But Mm -hmm. cheap to do what? Cheap to come play? I mean, what do you do? You come there to rinse off your testicles on Sunday, but then you go put Mm -hmm. your suit on back in, in, in Virginia? I don't understand. And then when you got a Monday night game there, they're saying, oh, mm-hmm. oh, we're here in Landover, Maryland. Lights is on in Landover, America. But pan back a little bit further with the camera or the helicopter or the blimp. Pan back a little bit further and take a look down at Prince George County. Take a look at Central Avenue. Take a look over Bright Seed Road. Okay? Take a look over at 202. Take a look over at Palmer Park. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Redskins have contributed nothing to that neighborhood. That neighborhood is a ghost town. Mm-hmm. So the TV got you fooled on Sunday. Oh, the Redskins are playing the Ravens at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Blah, 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 blah. What do you do, come in Thursday and cut the lights on? Check the light bulbs, see what light bulbs burnt out? Oh, let's put, paint some lines in the parking lot because we got Monday night football this week. So let's clean up Landover for a minute. It's, it's an atrocity. It's an atrocity. I hope that the team goes to Virginia. I hope they knock down that building, implode it, and build some affordable housing because it's a nice view. Yeah. I mean, you can see FedEx Field, if you're over, let's say there's a shopping center called Woodmore Shopping Center. If you're at Woodmore Shopping Center, when you come around the curb to come to Woodmore Shopping Center, which is about maybe two or three miles from the stadium, you can look in the sky and see the stadium. It sits up like a damn cathedral. Mm-hmm. But it's worthless. It's, it's, it's penniless. I mean, look downtown D.C. where you got the, you got the Washington Capitals. Okay? You got yeah. the, the Washington Wizards. They're in the Capital One Center, which used to be the Verizon Center. What's all around there? Restaurants, everything. Yeah. Everything to it's support all kind that. Of nightlife down. Oh my goodness. 
step out from a hockey game in D.C., boy, there's a bar, there's a restaurant, blah, 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 blah. Movie theaters. Movie theaters, name it. Man, you step out of a football game in Capitol Heights in Prince George County, you better take your ass in your car and get the fuck out of the neighborhood because you and the criminals about an hour later. Hmm. I mean, I'm just saying in closing, you know, and I'll say one more thing. They had, they got a stadium that's been there since the beginning of time, which is Robert Kennedy Stadium over there, but they don't want that because as far as Snyder's concerned, that's too close to the Negroes. Oh, no, that's on the backside of Minnesota Avenue, and that's on the backside of mm. Benning Road. Oh, no, I'm not going over that Minnesota Avenue and the Metro train and, 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 uh, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be, he don't want to be in Minnesota Road or right Benning Road. Oh, that's in the heart of the Negroes. Yeah, oh, my God. Well, so was SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Mm-hmm. That's a black neighborhood. But, shit, you wouldn't know now SoFi costs $5 billion. And it's fabulous. Let me tell you what $5 billion would do to a black neighborhood. Oh, clean it up, won't it? Oh, yeah. Will it clean it up? Would five would a five billion dollar remake? What would five billion dollars do over there by Minnesota Avenue and Benning Road? Wow. What would it do? Wow. What would it do? Light it five up. billion. Hook it up. But see, but see, but here's yes. the difference though. See, when you're scared of white, when you're scared of black folks, you don't want to spend ten cent. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Sometimes you got to get past the the thickness to get to the thin. But mm-hmm. Snyder ain't gonna do that. He think Virginia is this and that. But I tell you what, with that little that little governor they just got over there, what's oh, his name? Oh gosh, uh, please, Yunkel. Yunkin. Yunkin. Let me tell you something, please. Yeah. Okay, you Glenn follow Yunkin. you follow him if you want to. Go ahead and follow him. He's an idiot. He ain't got but four years. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it take it took five years to build SoFi Stadium. So by the time they build something in Virginia, what they trying to get them to do, he'll be out of there. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you look at the history right now, and like I said, and I, in closing, I'll say this here. FedEx Stadium ain't doing Prince George County a bit of good. They cut the lights on on Sunday, Monday night, or maybe a Thursday night game, and that's the only time that stadium shows some light. Other than that, everybody packs their shit and goes back to Virginia, mm-hmm. and that place is a ghost town. You're right about it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I'm going to leave it at that. That's the story of your mm-hmm. Washington wow. commanders with their new their new uniforms and all their, we're new, all we got a black right. guy running it now, and we're so black, and we changed the name, and we got a Spanish coach, uh, Ron Rivera, he's a Spanish coach, we got a black president, and we got Doug, oh, what's his name, we got Doug Williams, he, he's our director, so we're just black, 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 says yeah, okay. Snyder. Give me a break on that. Whatever. I'm done. Well, on that note, I'm jiggling my ice because I need a cocktail, Kevin. Okay, I I just want to make a a quick comment that um, I can't remember the governor's name, but he was the governor of Maryland at the time that Mm -hmm. they built the stadium. And um, they talked to him on um, a, a news feed, and he said, it was a mistake. He didn't want it to go through, but he was, quote, unquote, kind of pressured to put it through. You yeah. Know, money talks, BS walk. 
and he yeah. said he, he 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 thought it was uh um not a good idea from the start because of what you said, Papa Didi. There's nothing there, like you said. Yeah. They needed to have some restaurant, something connected, some kind of waterfront, something. Yeah, there was nothing yeah, there to keep it going. You can put some damn water to put it around the damn stadium, and, and people would have been like, "Wow!" And restaurants, yeah. but there's and restaurants. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to so, do when the game not, is oh over. It's like everybody scatters. Scatters. So those are dollars scatters. that leave the county. So mm-hmm. what benefit is it to have the stadium? If everybody's taking their money back to wherever they come from. And even when the game is going on, all the money is being spent in the stadium. Exactly. On concessions. In the concessions. There's nothing. I don't know what Prince Pre-game stuff, there's nowhere I don't know what Prince George County is getting out of this whole situation. Nothing. That's the problem. Nothing. Bright Seed Road, all that stuff is ghost I can't remember who the governor was, but let's get to the cocktail of the week. I need one. What? I didn't mean to beat up on any you know, any fans of the oh, no. commanders you, you out there. That was a good one, Papa. Uh-uh. It's all good. Can we, take a little, can we take a little CC break before we get to the cocktail? Okay. Yeah. We'll switch up. Right. I was ready for the cocktail. I'm jiggling my glass. I'm... but <laughs> All right. I'm sorry about that. Kettle wants a cocktail. I mean, you ever say a cocktail break. Kettle wants a commercial <laughs> break. All right. We'll do that. And then we'll come back with Kettle and the cocktail of the week on the commercial. On, on the, I can't even talk. On the, what is this? I'm afraid show. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you're riding me. Yes, sir, you're riding that at nine. Pajama party. No clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, I'm going to call. For a party, simply prepare the ginger syrup and refrigerate. 
It's called the Ginger Pear and Brandy Cocktail. Ingredients okay. are one-fourth cup of water, three teaspoons of sugar, uh, a quarter cup of chopped peeled fresh ginger, three cups of pear juice, one cup of cognac, mm, sounds my kind of party, and Ooh, two la, la. lemon uh, rind twist. So this um, sounds like it, it makes a punch. This is a punch. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. So combine a quarter cup of water and sugar in a small saucepan, you know, to make the syrup. Um, remove from the heat, add ginger, cover and let stand 15 minutes, strain sugar mixture. Um, chill for 30 minutes. So fill with a large martini shaker, half full with ice, add sugar mixture, juice and cognac, shake until chilled. Strain uh, a half a cup of mixture into each of Ten martini glasses. Wow. Oh. And garnish each serving with one lemon taste. Interesting. Ooh la la. Okay. So that's the ginger pear and brandy cocktail. Okay, got it. Ginger pear and brandy cocktail. Okay. That sounds like something that would be real good on a cold night. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm. I can serve it hot as well. Yeah, I, I like the twist of the ginger, and of course the Ooh. cognac. <laughs> what kind, what type of cognac would you choose, Papa? I would go with the. Hmm, uh... what's a good cognac? Indol, Cavazier. What about what about the? Um... Yeah. Oh shoot! What's it called? Any uh, sea privilege? No, I was thinking of the other one. I was going to say criminal. It's not called criminal. What's it called? <laughs> um, you mean uh, uh, shoot? I can't think. Felony. No, it's not called felony. It's something like that. Larceny. Larceny. That's it. There you go. That's bourbon. But I mean, either either. Oh, that's one, bourbon. Oh, my bad. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go with the. Uh, but that would probably work too. Yeah, I'm quite sure. Yeah, either, either, any kind of brown liquor, but uh, they they suggest uh, cognac. So. All okay. right. You know, I'm I always sure. mix those up because to me, brown is brown. <laughs> yeah. So wait, let me ask a question: Is um, mm-hmm. um, Crown Royal is that a cognac or is that bourbon? No, it's whiskey. Oh, that's a C. I don't know. Yeah, like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, if it's cognac, it has to come from the region of cognac. Oh, oh, pas de moi. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> okay. That was getting fancy. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it has to come from the region of cognac. <laughs> well, okay. they made the stipulation I didn't. <laughs> hmm the Hennessy All family. Right. And, mm-hmm. All right. Well, Papa Didi, you're up. It's time for What's Poppin'. I'm up again. Yeah. What do you oh, mean again? Oh, man, do your job. All right. <laughs> Papa Didi, what's poppin'? Talk to um, me. You know what? Let's talk about the media for a minute. All I'll right. tell you what. Vicious, vicious, vicious. They report what they want to report. And uh, 
You know, I'm going to just speak on two different incidents that just happened not long ago. And um, when the Rams won the parade, when the Rams won the parade, they were all out on the stage. And a photographer was taking pictures of Matt Stafford and his wife. This was after the parade was over, basically. And she was trying to get so many pictures. I guess that's how she make her money. But couldn't find out. She backed up a little too far and she fell off the little stage there. And the stage is like six feet off the ground. So it's almost like falling into your own, you know, coffin pit, basically. Mm. You know, because you're buried six feet down, I guess. That's the, at least that's the word on the street. Anyway, so she falls. And... You can see Matthew Stafford, the quarterback of the the um, Los Angeles Rams. They just won. They was at their parade. You know, like I said, it was almost over, so everybody had kind of went away. And he kind of he was drunk because he had been drinking all day. He was drinking champagne. Then he drinking out this long brown bottle. Uh-huh. So when she fell, he was drinking water at that time. I guess to kind of wear down his little. He just kind of nodded his head and turned around. And was walking away, and his wife kind of looking, tapped him and said, she fell, and he turned around. He saw her fall, but he didn't give a shit. And you could see it all in his face and his actions and everything, but that was never talked about in the media. And I'm like, wait a minute. This shit was pretty obvious. So how did that not be talked about? Was because they just won the Super Bowl. He was the quarterback. He was a white boy. I mean, what was it? They did not talk about that at all. So, but then about a week later, Jawan Howard, who's the coach of the uh, Michigan Wolverines basketball team, he got into a scuffle with the coach of the other team from Wisconsin. And they went to shake hands at the end. He was going to shake Wisconsin's players' hands. He didn't want to shake the coach's hands because they got into a little beef during the game. So he went to walk past the coach. And the coach grabbed his arm. And Juwan said, don't don't touch me. I ain't trying to talk to you right now. So he's getting into it with the coach and everything. And a little scuffle broke out. But then the assistant coach of Wisconsin came over. And Juwan Howard smacked him in the face. Okay, because the assistant said something to him, because you get you get video and video, but you don't get audio. So the brother Jawan Howard smacked the assistant coach of it. Not the coach that wouldn't let him get by, but the assistant coach came over like a hothead, and Jawan Howard smacked him in the face all over the news. Every sports program talked about it over and over again. They analyzed it slow motion. Stephen A. Smith, a black man. Hey, shouldn't hit him, shouldn't hit him. But Stephen A. Smith, Mr. Black Man, you ain't say a fucking thing about Matthew Stafford watching the girl fall off the damn, you know, the podium there after the Super Bowl, and the quarterback ain't do shit. He just looked at her and said, oh, she fell. Huh, what the fuck? He wasn't even interested at all. But his wife, you know, she volunteered to pay the medical bills and all that. But but that's after the fact that the white boy didn't do nothing. It was on camera that the white that the girl fell off the damn podium and he didn't, wasn't even on news. But when the black man smacked the guy, it was all over every sports program. And what got me too is that all these black 
sports analyst is putting this black man in the gutter. Oh, he shouldn't hear him. Shouldn't put a hand on him. Oh, some of them even say he should he should be fired. I'm like, how is it so easy for us black men to throw another black man under the fucking bus? I don't get it. It was clear that Jawan Howard didn't want to talk to the coach. And it was clear that the assistant coach came over and jumped in Jawan Howard's face. Ain't going to tell him what he said. He put his finger right in Jawan's face, and Jawan smacked him. You pull the video up, and you'll see it. Jawan Howard smacking the assistant coach. You know? But that was all over the fucking news. But nothing happened with this quarterback from the Rams at the Super Bowl parade. I couldn't believe it. One even in the news, and it was obvious when the girl fell that the quarterback was drunk and didn't do shit. He looked and said, oh, well, turned around, drank his water, walked away. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that to show you that the media shows what the hell they want to show. Yeah. I saw that video. You could read his lips. It looked like he said, oh, crap. Oh, crap. And, and he then he turned around and walked away. Turned and walked away. I'm like, oh, you're not going to say somebody should help her up or is she okay? He just said, oh, crap, and took a sip of water and walked away. Walked away. But you're right. Nobody really reported that. Nobody said You could find anything. it on social media and stuff, but the mainstream media I ain't seen on CBS, ABC, NBC, but Jawan Howard smacking that motherfucking coat. Oh, yeah, that was all over the news. Shit, please. Even in news, the early news, mm. late news. You're right about it. That was right up there with Martin Luther King's assassination. That's how popular that shit. That's messed up. That was crazy. Yeah, so the media mm-hmm. and the people who run the media, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, talk about it. I'm, I'm going to talk about, you know, later on another uh, neighborhood situation that involves the media as well where they they blanked out somebody's whole body during this, a white person's body. You know, mm-hmm. but they don't do that to black people. But we'll talk about it later. All right, in, in good one, Papa Diddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that was. All right, man. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for the weird news, and I've got the first one, and All this right. is a crazy one. You know, this, <laughs> I don't. All I can say is I don't know where these things pop up from, but if it's weird, we have a way of finding them. So the first one we got tonight is that a 38-year-old man who had been struggling to breathe through his right nostril for years finally discovered the surprising culprits. It was a rogue tooth. After visiting clinicians at a Mount Sinai ear, nose, and throat clinic, The man had not suffered any blows to the face. He didn't have any face or head abnormalities or any of that kind of stuff. And they reported all this in the New England Journal of Medicine. But he did appear to have a deviated septum, which is when you have a bone or some kind of cartilage that's the the, the bone and the cartilage that separates your two nostrils. His was off-center or possibly crooked. And they found that there was a bone-like substance growing near the back part of his nose. So when the doctors and the oral surgeons went to do an invasive exam, 
they found a hard white mass in his right nostrils that they said was in an inverted ectopic tooth. Basically, it was an upside tooth in the wrong place. It was in the back of his nose on his right nost- in his right nostril. So they were able to surgically remove it, and all his symptoms with his difficulty in breathing on the right side immediately went away. So they were saying ectopic teeth uh, in other areas of the mouth are not that uncommon, but to find one in the nose is pretty rare. So there you go. He had a freaky tooth growing in his nose. So Mm. they pulled it out. Now the man can breathe. He's straight now. Well, good for him. But, you know, everything is kind of connected. You know, your nose, your mouth. All that's kind yeah. of connected, so it's just it just Yeah, but that's way. still pretty strange. How you get a yeah. tooth that should be in your yeah. mouth somehow is growing up in the right side of your nostril. But mm-hmm. they, they straighten them out. Oh, okay. All right, literally. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, you all right over there, Papa? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Florida man arrested after stealing a crossbow. Oh, boy. A suspect has been arrested for allegedly stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his trousers in Florida. Put him on a kiss the list. Darren Durant was shown on CCTV at the True Value Store. Um, 46-year-old can be seen walking into the shop with a, a, a crutch before taking a pair of cutting tools and removing the security tag on a Raven Rio crossbow. He can then be seen shoving the weapon down the front of his trousers before walking out. Uh, that's kind of dangerous, dude. Yeah, Amazingly, that's crazy. He made, he made it out of the shop but was arrested a few days later in the car park of a nearby store. An arrest warrant was um, had been issued by the uh, Brevard County for Durant, who was currently in custody on unrelated burglary charges. <laughs> so what are you using a crossbow for burglary charges? Or he's How did nobody see that? I don't get it. <laughs> they didn't stop him. Probably was a white man. They ain't taking nothing up in Florida. Oh, it was, was definitely a white man, but, I mean, a crossbow mm-hmm. in the leg of your pants? What did they think? Oh, he had the biggest penis ever? I don't understand. I guess. I was just getting okay. put it down there. Yeah, he's crazy. Okay. <laughs> that thing would have went off. He wouldn't have had none. <laughs> you know, harpooned his foot. But anyway, yeah. all right. What's your weird news, Papa Diddy? This is weird. This is about a, a parrot that was depressed, and he stopped talking, and they say he found his voice again. Oh, poor baby. His name was Jesse. Aww. He was a potty mouth African gray parrot. Oh boy! <laughs> and he was so down in the dumps that he started to pluck his feathers out after his owner died. Oh, Jesse! So the animal rescue workers uh, have now found Jesse a new home, and he's making himself very comfortable. Oh, good. So his four-letter outbursts are accompanied by various rude sounds. <laughs> he loves to make fart noises. Joke and swear. Uh, owner Rachel Leather said that uh, his language is awful. 
Okay, when rescue workers at Ashley Health Center, Ashley's Health Animal Center in Dorset, first took Jesse into their care, it was clear he was experiencing more than his fair share of grief and stress. But nine-year-old Jesse didn't say a word, except for sadly whispering goodbye to the RSPCP staff. He seemed lonely and depressed after such a loss. We knew he needed to. We need to get Jesse into oh. a home environment as quick as possible. Oh, baby! Now the chatty bird has struck up a rapport with a dog behaviorist, Rachel. This lady is a, I guess, a dog shrink, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's settling well with her family and their two dogs and five cats. Jeez. After learning Rachel's partner calls her babe, he also shouts out, babe. And to get her attention, he then tells her, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> Jesse. So when I Damn. tell Jesse. Shame on you, Jesse. So where was that? Rachel says, when I tell Jesse he's, he's, He's funny. He responds, yes, I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they must have a lot of fun with this parrot. Oh, Yeah, so he's, he's back in the groove, you know. Can you imagine that? This parrot calling, babe, babe. You're like, yes, Jesse. F off. Like, okay, why'd you call me? Yeah, okay. Woo. Crazy. Oh boy. Okay. You know, okay. I think I might want to get a parrot. Teach them to talk. Well, I guess you don't teach them. They no, te- either they do it or they don't. They will. They will talk your environment. Whatever going mm-hmm. on in your house. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Especially when you outburst and say something. <laughs> They come back at you. Yeah, I think I just fucked myself out of that idea. All right. You know, like when you say something like, where's the fucking remote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I need is a parent saying, where's the remote? Where's the effing remote? I'm like, okay, thank you. I don't need an echo. All right, I'm ready to go into I'm just saying. All right, well, here am we I, go. Am I free to go? All right. I'm just saying tonight, why do we have to fight so hard for justice? Now, this is about a situation that happened back in 2016 with a young brother, 15 years old. His name is Tyree Bell. This young brother was arrested basically for walking while black in Kansas City. Now, this young brother was kept in lockup for three weeks for a crime that he never committed. And he had nothing to do with it. He just happened to be black and out there walking around. And the cops were looking for some other black young men who had committed, who had done something. And they just grabbed him and said, oh, yep, that's him. So they put him on lockdown. Now, Tyree was out walking home from a relative's house when the police stopped him one day back in June. And like I said, this was in 2016. And this was after somebody called 911 and reported that three black males were playing with guns on a corner. So these two officers, Nukerich and Munyon, responded to the call. So when these two officers arrived, uh, the, males, the, the three guys started running. One of them ran and got away. But then moments later, the police 
came across Tyree Bell, who was on his cell phone, walking down the street, coming from a relative's house. They looked at him and said, that's our guy, and they grabbed him. Now, even though Tyree Bell was much taller than the suspect, he was dressed totally different because he was not the guy they were looking for. So he didn't have on the same clothes. He was taller. But the only similarity is that he was black and he was a young person. So they had him placed on a 24-hour, what they call, investigative hold. And then they held him in jail for three weeks, and he was never charged. So they got him just sitting there for three weeks. Eventually, a detective reviewed the patrol videos, looked at it, and said, oh, he had on something different than the person we were looking for. So we realized that we locked up the wrong person. So then they let him go. Once again, these cops saw a young black person, had no, you know, concept that black folks are not all looking the same. So, of course, this young man now is totally traumatized. You got him locked down for three weeks. He was only 15. He's been in lockdown for three weeks. So now they let him out. So eventually he sued the officers that detained him. And in the lawsuit, it included Kansas City Board of Police Commissioner, uh, members of that, and also the Kansas City Police Chief, Daryl Ford, who was the police chief at that time. But as it turns out, a federal judge dismissed the lawsuit and said that the officers were entitled to that bullcrap qualified immunity. I'm so sick of qualified immunity. Now, these officers arrested this young man completely unnecessarily. But because they claim they had qualified immunity, they just got away with it. I'm just saying, why do we as black people have to fight so hard to be able to get justice? So going forward now, in 2020, October 2020, the lawsuit got reinstated after a federal judge said that the officers did not have probable probable cause to arrest uh, Tyree Bell. So the case went to trial, but then they declared a mistrial because the jury couldn't come up with a unanimous verdict. So then that got thrown out. So then the trial date got moved to a few, what, day, weeks ago, February 28th. And then that got canceled because they finally came up with a settlement. Kansas City was now saying, all right, we admit it. We were wrong. Our bad. We're ready to settle. So all they were waiting on then was a federal judge to sign off on the settlement. So the Board of Police Commissioners finally agreed to a settlement in the amount of $900,000 paid to Tyree Bell and his attorney, Arthur Benson, who now, this is what really blows my mind. His attorney is getting $458,000 of that. Now, I thought attorneys usually get one-third, but he's basically getting half of this money. Out of the 900000 the attorney's getting 458000 Tyree Bell's getting 442000 for compensatory damages. I'm just saying, they took him through all of this just to get justice for a mistake that they made that he had nothing to do with. He didn't cause any of this, but... After all this time, he finally 
gets something that resembles justice. But what about the emotional damage? This young brother got locked up for three weeks at the age of 15 for some bullcrap that he didn't do anything wrong. He was walking down the street minding his own business. So now that the money basically is split with his attorney, okay, $442,000, yeah, that's some money. But by the time you pay taxes, et cetera, what, what, how, how is he supposed to just say this is now fair? It's not fair. This is not fair. Yes, the city did pay him some money, but it's still not just. You shouldn't have to worry about being arrested because you just happen to be black walking down the street. Where's the justice for that? This is red wine, and I'm just saying, you know, justice should not be so hard to come by. You should be able to just go on about your business and not have to worry about being accosted because you look like you might have done something simply because you're the same skin tone is a person who did actually break the law. That's all I'm saying. Very interesting. <laughs> but that's that's like a 50-50 split on that money. Mm-hmm. And where was this again? Yeah, ain't no 33. The lawyer got 458. He got 442. But he ripped them off. It should have been 33. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you needed to renegotiate so he's that. He's getting ripped off by the lures as well. He's getting ripped off all the way around. But you don't pay taxes on lawsuit money. Oh, you don't? Just okay. To you on. I didn't know. Okay. <clears throat> no, that's. Well, that's good. At least you won't have to give up something to Uncle Sam, too. Mm-hmm. And where was No, I haven't. You got to do it. It's a, it's a blast. I haven't had to sue anybody. But if anybody want to step to me, I'll sue you. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right, living for the city, Papa Didi. What's happening in the city? I'm back again. I'm back again. All right, well, like I said earlier, I focused on the Washington commanders. How they not doing nothing for the city? And I focused on uh, the media. The media, on how the media is not uh, <clears throat> looking out for us at all. Everything we do is in the media and prominent people of another shade doesn't go in. And, and I'm going to focus on this particular here. First of all, let me just say this here. This situation that happened up in uh, Virginia, I won't even go to the county because I don't want to disrespect the family. But this man, this man was murdered, allegedly, by his son in Virginia recently. And um, he was a man of a certain age. He was an adult. And... Um, when he killed, when he allegedly killed his father, when he was showing him negotiating with the cops, trying to give him a drop the knife or whatever, it was done with a knife. So that's very personal. And um, which, what, the point I'm making on this, as far as on the racial level with the media, they they blinked out the guy. They they faded. They, they did a little Blair screen in front of him, but you could tell he was bareback, and they said he was covered with blood. When the cops found him walking in the street after they found his father dead in the home, he was a white guy, and he blared out the picture. Now, I have seen blacks in the media that have done things, and the camera was all in their face, no matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And it's a sad part about it, because it seems like the freedom to film black people 
is so prominent. And, and you know, even in different situations in the city, different crimes and all, they seem like they want to find the worst-looking black person they can find, don't they, sometimes? Yeah. You ever notice when they go interview a black person, they, they find the one that got the curls in their hair and the the draped uh, scarf and the, the missing teeth. The missing teeth <laughs> and every everything they got to do with the because that's the person who's willing to talk. And the media, you know, Miss Prominent Young Reporter will throw that microphone in that black person's face. And a black person think they're doing an honor because our our, our mission in most cases is to do good because we was raised by do-good people. So we just start talking. Well, what I saw was that they came out there and that guy came up in. He shot him over there. I mean, you've seen them. You've seen the characters that... They, of our people they put on camera. Either other people don't want to talk or what have you, or they go to the person. They know that they want, when they want information, they go where they're going to get it. You know, they don't care about the look or presentable or not wearing a robe and a, a muffin hat and fresh out the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some humdinger people getting interviewed in the street with outfits on that you would not believe. And and they'll put the camera in their face, and they, you know, but like I said, the, the gentleman, I don't want to put no disrespect, it was a sad situation, but they blared out this man that when the cops was negotiating with him, and but I've seen when when um, Mr. Brown was killed up there in um, Missouri, he laid in the street for, for five, six hours with a tarp over top of him, bleeding in the street, you know. When the, when the cop shot him, you know, after he had read, led that he robbed the store or whatever, and, and different things and situations where we're caught, our, our dearly departed or people that got shot, we're just laying there, you know, and it's just, the story is just told raw as it can be told. But they blinked out this guy because it was a prominent neighborhood in Virginia where he allegedly killed his father, and why they were negotiating with him to give him a drop of knife, you saw the cop, but he was blared out. So are you trying to protect his whiteness or the situation? And it's just going to show you that, you know, family drama is family drama, which has no color. You know, drugs is drugs. Drugs and drama is there, and it's just going to be there, and it's been there, and there's no racial lines on drama and situations in the family, the family is going to do what they do, and they've been doing it forever, and it's just it's just there. And no media person can sugarcoat it at all because it's very prevalent. There's just some things that racial lines won't make a difference because it's there. You know, public assistance is public assistance. WIC is WIC. You qualify for WIC, you get on it. It doesn't matter what your, you know, if your baby needs milk and bread and cereal, then you know, your baby needs milk, bread, and cereal. That has nothing to do with your race and all. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some WIC, food stamps, public assistance. We you know um, SSI, housing, what have you. You know, so as we rise to the top with people with so-called money, and these people all started somewhere. And like I said, when it comes to politicians, politicians are merely voted in. You don't have to come in with no education. You have to come for nothing. You got to have a clean record and be a U.S. citizen. But you don't need nothing. Now look at Donald Trump. What the hell is he? Look at Marjorie Green. You know, with her crazy ass. Look at Rand Paul. Look at look at that gay boy from South Carolina. What's his name? Oh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. 
He gave the three dollar bill. He don't want to admit it. But look at him. You know, he talks crap every day. Look at Cruz. What's his name? What's his first name? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Look at him. That boy's crazy as hell. These boys ain't got no education. They hillbillies. And all they got to get there was votes. Why do you think they're trying to corrupt the voting system? Because that's what got them in that chair. And if they don't win the election, somebody else is going to be in the chair. That's why they want to stop the vote, make the vote go in their way, because they need a job. Where are you going to go and work if they're not the senator anymore? They're going to go to 7-Eleven, Dunkin' Donuts. Where are they going to work at? Think about it. What are they going to do? They've been politicians for so long that they have been prone to be politicians. That's all we've seen them as. So now they got to keep that job. So they're going to do their best to get the votes. Now you gotta, they got a big election coming up in Texas for governor. Governor Abbott is going up against that boy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he ran before. The tall, skinny, uh, white boy that ran. He did very well. Him and Buttigieg was running. They were They were like kind of... Partners, oh, you know yeah. what? Uh, I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, he, right he's now. good. He's going up against Abbott, and Abbott is so into the governorship of Texas. If he lost that election in Texas, I don't know. He'd probably be like Trump, saying, "I'm not leaving." And then people now are—they're not even contesting when they lose. That's how much they don't want to leave. They feel like I'm here and I'm staying. Fuck you, you know. But you lost. Fuck you. I ain't leaving. Like Trump few years ago. He didn't want to leave. They had to drag his ass out the White House. You know? So, like I said, it, it, it's deep. But um, that racial thing is something. But some things ain't got no race tied to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Poverty and all that jazz. There's just many white folks on welfare as it is black folks. There's just as many divorces, situations, problems, frustrations, depression, drug use, you name it. But uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. But um, okay, just watch yourself out. Yeah. All right, that was a good one. All right, let's go to Hollywood. Get the uh, entertainment wrap up from Kettle. You need a CC breakout? Mm-hmm. Oh uh, no, we can keep rolling. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Let's keep it rolling. All right, all, all right. right, let's go to Hollywood. You need a theme on, song with that? Come on, of course. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> All right, what you got going on? Um, interesting name. Haven't heard him for a while. Kadeem Hardison. He wants a different world rebooted. Hmm. Uh, everybody knows different world. Yeah. Um, you know, all these other reboots, Full House, Fresh Prince, um, they've been rebooted. He said, um, we have been trying to get the rights so we can reboot it all uh, for the past 10 years. But he's saying that the um, production company, um, Bill Cosby, they're not ready. He said oh. everybody on the uh, on the camera side is ready. They're ready to go with it. Um, this ran for, what, seven years and they said this was something that had never been done. It highlighted the lives and relationships of black college students, something that had never been done before. It, it was one of my favorite shows. So, um, I don't Yeah, I used like that show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, why not? Um, what do you guys think? 
They should reboot it or what? Just leave it alone or what? <laughs> why not? They re they reboot. If they do a good job. I'd love it. So why they got to do yeah. a good job? Just reboot because it. Because if you're going to mess it up, then let it go. See, there you go. See, <laughs> if you do a good see, job. You see how we beat up our black people? Now, they didn't, they didn't reboot it, Friends. They didn't reboot yeah. it, uh, all these other little white shows. They didn't give a damn about whether it's good, bad, ugly. They just wanted to make money. That's just my opinion. I'm saying okay. if you're going to do something that lifts up the legacy of the show, then Tell let's you go. What. If it's okay. going to destroy right. the legacy of the show, don't do it. Go ahead, Kettle. That's a light-skinned black woman talking. Go ahead, Kettle. Go ahead, finish. Uh, uh, okay. Um, this is a red wine thing. Actress award-winning uh, Whoopi Goldberg she is heading back into the Star Trek universe. Uh, she's going to hey. reprise her uh, character, what is it, Ganean? Guinan. That's Guinan. Guinan. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, she's coming That's back. Right. Um, it's called Star Trek Picard. It's season two of it. Um, Global, uh, she will join Captain of the Enterprise. Um, of course, um, Patrick Stewart, Mr. Picard himself. Um, he's, yeah, I was like, okay. That's your thing. That's I'm not. A, I'm not a Trekkie. Yeah. So that's on point. Whoopi is always busy. Hey. <laughs> well, like Richard Pryor saying. said back in the day, be happy for any black person doing anything. So reboot know, that, right. get her in it, and you know, come on. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry all about right. that. Oh, uh, that's all right. My girl's in the news. Mary J. Ninety song "Will Love" is now the inspiration behind an upcoming original film of the same name. And will be executive produced by her. Like, Go ahead, girl. Coined as uh, one of Blige's signature classics, the 92 track was the artist's first hit to rank in the top 10 and go certified gold just two months after the release. So, all right, now. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see when is it coming out. Um. It doesn't say when it's coming out. I'm quite sure it's going to be either this year or by next year. They could have produced a Lifetime version of the movie, The Clark Sisters, uh, Queen Latifah, and Missy Elliott. They produced that. So I guess the same people are going to produce this one as well. So it should be pretty interesting. I'm going to enjoy it. But she's, you know, one of uh, the executive producer on it. Of course, it's her life, right? <laughs> That's what's up. Um, also, Morris Day is claiming that the estate of the late singer Prince has borrowed him from using the name Morris Day in the time. As the lead singer and frontrunner of the uh, funk group, the time, for the past 40 years, Day headed for his uh, Instagram to share that he was told that he can't no longer use the name. He goes on to say, he said, I've been given 40 years of my life building up a name and a legacy that Prince and I came up with. Um, so adding that when Prince was alive, there was never an issue with the names used. So probably the estate has come across something and like, okay, uh, he's probably going to end up paying right to use the name to me, which is unfair. Um, but... Uh, you know, we'll continue to follow the story. I don't story. understand it's why it's an issue now. And it's, the estate don't really have nothing to do with none of that. They ain't know nothing about that whole situation. Now they want to act like they got their nose all in it. Yeah, I'm like, if Please. Prince had a problem with it, he would have said so. But so how is it now an issue? I, they ought to stop that. Sake, they got control. I think they, 
I think, I think they found some loopholes in some uh, of his, you know, estate papers uh, mentioning about that, and they're trying to get control of the name so they can get paid. That's just greed to me. So uh, they uh, need to go sit down. Right. They just get okay. greedy. They get, you know, that's a gold mine for them in Minnesota. Oh, that is sure, a gold sure. mine, they, and they, they don't want to lose anything, you know. But I'm gonna put them <laughs> on the kids on that. On that. Um, but you just sure. gotta, you know. Yeah. Also, um, Pastor T D. Jakes has taken the world by storm by using his modern style to preach the world of God. Um, he's um, doing lifetime and uh, announced the next two seven deadly sins. Uh, movie installment, Wrath and Greed. Um, the two Lifetime oh. films. Yeah. Oh, on the Lifetime Network? Right. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, TD. And last but not least, our hometown girl, Regina Hall, to executive produce and star in a new Amazon drama, Master. All ah. new project for Amazon Studios follows two black women at a predominantly white college who start to experience spooky activities. <laughs> okay. okay. That was pretty funny. She's going to um, play in it. She plays Gail Bishop, a queer black master of the um, Bevel House of Ancaster, a liberal arts college outside of Boston. Bishop uh, must figure out how to manage racial tension on campus as students and faculty face uh, paranoia activity. So, interesting. All right. Okay. Kudos to our hometown girl, Regina Hall. Yeah, she's doing hey, things. Also, yeah, and also she's going to be, um, you know, hosting the Oscars uh, March 27th as well. So. Yay, Regina. <laughs> That's our girl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And also, one last thing, uh, the Batman has returned. Uh, and playing the Batman is Robert Patterson. Also, Zoe Kravitz is in it. Uh, Jeffrey Wright and uh, Colin Farrell. I think I might have to check that one out. I like who's in it. So. Uh-huh. Well, you yeah, let me know how it is. Uh... <laughs> I'm over Batman. <laughs> What about some key players? So, I mean, they, you know, they were talking about um, uh, Patterson and uh, Kravitz, uh, Stevie Love thing. So they got something going on. So, uh, hey, <laughs> okay, we shall see. All right, you know, she's well, recently divorced. The... All right, cool. It's time mm-hmm. for the kiss it list, Papa Didi. What is the kiss it list? Well, that's the list of everybody that showed their butt over the last week or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, got some folks. I got some folks. You I got, I got some, some. Uh, two uh, congresswomen. Uh, what's her name? Um, Lauren. Audrey. Lauren Robert. 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 She's a Republican from Colorado, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a Republican from Georgia. Them two ladies are two of the biggest assholes on the planet. Um, my man uh, Biden was doing the State of the Union the other night, and they both heckled him. Like they had a fucking baseball game, knowing that they're in a chamber with the, you know, the yeah. State of the Union address. Some respect. Where, where you you should don't be, like what he's saying. You should be prop. You know, one thing, too, when you do an outburst like that, you know, you should think for a minute before you talk. And you ever think about it? I mean, we all sometimes think in our mind we want to say some something crazy, but 
damn, your little metabolism from your mama or your grandmama on your little shoulders and shit saying, don't say that, you're going to fuck things up. It, they don't you know have what I mean? that. But damn, these jokers ain't got, there's, there's no conscience, there's no, there's nothing. They just, and, and you know, Biden's up there talking about the State of Union, talking about Russia and the Kuwait war and everything. Yeah, you're a jerk off. I'm like, you two little bitches, please. Yeah, shut up. Congresswoman at that. I got Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, for a number of things. Yeah. We got the NFL Combine for only including four HBCU players out of over 300 that they invited to Combine. They only invited four from an HBCU. So, shame on you. They don't want them to take the places and white boys in there. They They don't want to be showed up. Also, the Prince Estate for hassling Morris Day and the Time, that, that doesn't even make sense. So you're on the kiss it list. I got the New York Times newspaper because they posted a photo of Venus instead of a photo of Serena when they were covering a story about Serena's venture capital firm. You know, once again, they think all black folks are the same. Oh, it's one of the Williams sisters. Yeah, just pick one. You know, shame on you, New York Times. Also, Mm. I've got... Representative uh, House Education Committee Chairman in Indiana, his name is Bob Baring, he made a comment about blacks lack respect for learning, and he's on the Education Committee. He said black people just lack respect for learning, but then once he got busted, he came back talking about, well, I apologize. Ain't nobody trying to hear that apology. You know, lose me with that. That statement is just so broad. I mean... Yeah. What were you thinking when you said that anyway? What world did you think you were in? He was in? trying to talk about, well, why is, the, there, why is there such a disparity in education for black students? So he was talking about, well, you know, finances and all this kind of thing. And then, you know, blacks don't have the same level of respect for learning. And then once he got flagged on it, he came back and apologized. Yeah, but why do, white, why do mostly young white boys go in high schools and shoot up kids? Well, yeah. Can you answer that same question? No. You know what I mean? Everybody has their internal, what they think is stereotype of a race, but sometimes you couldn't bring the shit out of your mouth, even as realistic as you may think it is. You just can't bring it out of your mouth. Like no. I was saying about those two hoes that says something at that. He uh, full of crap. Yeah, well. Also, we got Kanye West uh, for continually airing his family drama, and whether it's in songs, social media, or whoever will listen. Kanye, go sit down somewhere. Yeah, that brother, he's pissed off because, you know, it seemed like he don't love somebody when he's supposed to love the person, so he gets pissed off when that person is in love with somebody else. When he lost the first girl, what was her name? Amber Rose. Amber Rose. And he lost her because his mother died at the time, and he was in a state of mind at the time, but he really loved that girl. But he couldn't hold on to his mindset based on his his agony at the time. And then when he seen her moving on, he lost his mind. Lost but then you're gonna mind. get with you're gonna get with Kim Kardashian. Think that was a makeup from her from Amber, which I didn't think was no fucking comparison. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you get with her now, and now you with her like everything's casual and and not taking it serious. Then all of a sudden she's messing around with the brother from Saturday Night Live. And you're losing your mind because yeah, of that. Well, well, you was tapping that ass first. Hey. So why do you, you hold on what? to that from the beginning? As they say, you snooze, you lose. Well, I'm just saying. I got one more. Family dollar stores. 400 family dollar stores recently were in the news 
because they have a major rat infestation. They got rats chewing on food products all in the warehouses, dead rats chewing on rats. I mean, it's disgusting. Rats eating rats. Rats eating rats. Family Dollar, you are on the kissing list. Y'all need to clean up your act. For real, for real. You're nasty. You're nasty. That's the last one I have. Taylor, you have anybody else? Damn, yeah. Damn, Damn Snyder. Damn Snyder, for sure. Why are you misrepresenting? Like he said. I mean, you are not in Papa. He's not doing nothing. Yeah. No, yeah, why do we have a state in Prince George's County? Why do we need FedEx in Prince George's County? When, no. when the game's over, you mm-hmm. cut the lights out. Here ain't no bars, ain't no club, ain't nothing mm-hmm. here to represent the police. Get Any, out of here. Anybody else for the kitchen mm-hmm. list? Oh, shit. I, oh, shit. Uh, that's enough for this week. Yeah, we Let's give them their prize. Welcome back with John Party One Hills, Papa DD. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. What's your last word, Papa DD? My last word is uh, be safe out there. Uh, like I said, I just went to uh, two consecutive funerals over the last week and uh, last two weeks. And God bless the family of both the funerals that I attended over the last couple of weeks. All right. What you got? My last word is. It shouldn't take, it shouldn't feel like trying to push a boulder up a hill to get justice in America. We got all these systems, all this law stuff in place, but still it seems like it's a struggle. <laughs> Try to get, it shouldn't be that daggone hard. So I'm just saying, you know, if you got a situation, you're trying to get justice, don't give up. Keep pressing, keep pushing, because if you're entitled to justice, get your justice. That's my last word. Um, I have a couple of things. My last word is, uh, as Papa Diddy said, respect the buying power of blacks. And, uh, you know, we need to step up our game. And um, I think you taught me uh, something tonight, Papa. Uh, My situation, I'm going to go in there, take a bull by the horn and say, look, this is it. This is what I got. What you got, what can you give me? (laughs) So... There you go. Um, thank right. you for that. Yeah, that's in any situation. Um, I think if we learn how to um, continue to um, get respect, we'll get it back. So um, just do what we got to do to get it. You know, it's sad that we have to we fight for it. it. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. We have to demand it. We right. got to keep and our then, uh, Yeah, one more last note. I want to... Uh, Salute 
a young man. He has he has become of age. He is of legal age today. That is my son, and I love you. And hey, Godspeed. Happy hey, birthday. shout out! Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's of legal age. He's Watch of legal out. age today. Yeah. I just hope he take the lessons uh, and things that I taught him and, and move forward in his life and, you know, create a life for himself. So we shall see. Excellent. Wow. All right. Yep. I remember he was just a young lad. I tell you, a little tadpole. <laughs> Let's yeah. say good night and get on out of here, Papa Didi. Gonna say good night. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good night. Uh, and and to mention the, the names of the people, uh, the guy's name was James Blue, and was one of the person that passed away. God bless his soul and family. Another gentleman was mm-hmm. Pastor Kenneth, Kenneth Kenneth McKnight out of Philadelphia. Amen. He eulogized my mother's amen funeral. Amen. God bless him. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. And I just want to say good night to everybody listening on the West Coast, on the East Coast, and all points in between. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Say good night, Candace. Good night. All right. We're out. Deuces. Love you. Catch you next week. We're done. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.